Good morning. Uh, it has already been a good morning. Uh, welcome here. Welcome. Thank you for choosing Grace Church. Uh, my name, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Stephen Salvis. I'm one of the elders here. It's been my privilege to preach for uh, six of the past seven weeks. Uh, thank you for uh, allowing me this privilege and uh, blessing. My prayer is that God will bless you this morning through the reading and teaching of his word and that you will grow in grace and in faith through a work of the Holy Spirit in your life today. This is part six of the message that I've entitled The Christ-Centered Church, A Plea for Unity. We're going through the first six chapters of 1 Corinthians. And last week I confessed to you that I was somewhat ambitious, if you recall. Uh, my plan last week was to get through the entire third chapter of 1 Corinthians. I will tell you that was a sincere ambition. I got to verse 3, uh, and I will tell you that uh, I believe that was Holy Spirit-led, and the response is all glory to God, uh, but I thank you so much for uh, your response last week to the message. We are continuing in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 this morning, so if you would open your Bibles, please. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and to keep the context, I'll be reading the entire chapter once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. However, I will not get through the entire chapter this morning. I hope to at least get to verse 11, because that's where I stopped in the first service. So... <laughs> We'll see. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. If you're using the Bible in front of you, I think it's on page 953. 953. I'm reading from the King James Version, if you would follow along. The Bible says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal? And walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted Apollos, watered, but God gave the increase. So then, 
Neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Verse 10. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire." Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise." For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their craftiness. And again, The Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, All are yours, and ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Let's bow our heads and pray, Pray, please. Lord, thank you for the privilege of serving you. Thank you for the privilege of using our gifts to worship you, to point people to Christ, to see you do all the work simply based on our faithfulness in using the gifts we have. And the results, because of your work, are great. And all glory to God for it. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would move in this room today. 
This is not an academic exercise. We do not come for information's sake, but we come to hear a word from you and then to do a work when we leave, being obedient to your command to go and make disciples. Help us to do just that, Lord. Help us, please, to reach our world Waldorf, all of Charles County, southern Prince George's County, northern St. Mary's County. May we reach this world for Christ, pointing everyone to him. He is our focus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you again for hearing our prayer. Bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let me just make a a confession first. I uh, totally uh, got lost in my notes this morning. Um, uh, I was completely unable to follow along with what I uh, had written, so uh, my intention is just to disregard them. By God's grace, all went well. Uh, So... Uh, I confessed uh, to Dennis, I confessed to someone else outside. You know, there are times when I can have this opportunity and feel like within myself I'm trusting my notes more than the Holy Spirit. So pray for me. Last week, um, uh, by God's grace... Uh, We looked at the first two and a half verses in chapter 3, and we actually kind of went back some into chapter 2, actually I think it was uh, verse 6, and we, we looked at the four types of man along the spiritual spectrum, Okay? Uh, And in in going back to chapter 2, if you remember, uh, we were, uh, that's that's the portion of scripture where where Paul is writing about uh, the uh, causes of division, one of which is the quenching of the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. When we quench the Spirit, we cause division. When we are self-centered, that was chapter 1, we cause division within the body. And going back to chapter 2, we started to identify uh, the four types of man. And if you remember, uh, the first is the natural man. The natural man is apart from Christ. He is unsaved. He needs the Lord. That is the majority of people in the world. They are separated from God because of their sin. They do not realize their need for a savior. The Bible refers to them as natural man. Secondly, there's the carnal man. This is the new Christian. The Christian who was recently saved and is just now learning 
the foundations of our faith, about repentance of sin, about God's goodness and grace. But the idea is to move along in the process so that we get to the point of becoming mature. At the beginning of chapter 3, Paul starts talking about these carnal or newborn Christians, and then he mentions another group who are the carnal, willful Christians. These are uh, Christians who, who have been saved for some time, but they're not growing in their faith at all. A foundation has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But they still have one foot kind of planted in the earth. They're still worldly. They're stuck in patterns of sin, and they're not willing to come out of it. They're not willing to grow in the faith and become mature believers. And then finally, of course, number four is that mature Christian. The one who uh, is evidencing the fruits of the Spirit in his life. The one who recognizes sin and deals with it immediately. The one who's seeking reconciliation and so on. Four types of man along the spiritual spectrum. We left off at verse... Three. Would you go there just for a moment? Look at the beginning. For ye are yet carnal. You are still carnal, Paul wrote. I can't feed you solid food. I can't go into those deeper truths we talked about in chapter 2. Because you're still carnal. That word still in the NIV and the ESV. That says, look, the church in Corinth was established years ago. You're still stuck there in your faith. You're not progressing. You're not moving forward in your faith. If you remember, back in chapter 1, verse 30, the Bible talks about wisdom unto salvation, and it identifies, look back, go back to chapter 1, just for a moment, look at verse 30, Paul wrote this, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. You remember, that wisdom is the emphasis. Part of that wisdom, being wise unto salvation, is righteousness. That is immediate. When I become a Christian, I receive righteousness. I am called righteous in God's sight. But then there's sanctification. And that is progressive. And that is what the Corinthian Christians 
are not experiencing. They're not experiencing sanctification. They're not progressing in the faith. They're not moving toward that maturity. And finally, redemption, which is our future promise of heaven and glory. Paul said in verse 3, for you are still carnal. And then he says this. He says, you want me to prove it to you, Corinthians? Let me prove this to you. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? Okay, so they're not, the Corinthian Christians are not progressing in their faith to maturity, but they're progressing in their sin. This list, envying and jealousy, strife and quarreling, divisions, they're all in the list of the works of the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. You'll find envying and jealousies. You'll find strife, quarrelings. You'll find divisions. Envying and jealousy, that's a feeling. That's turmoil inside of you. That's a, man, I'm, I'm jealous of this person, whether it's Gifts, talents, abilities, whatever it might be. I'm envious of that person. I want that. That There's a turmoil inside of you. That the mature Christian would say, I need to deal with this now. I need to nip it now. Lord, I've sinned. I have this feeling of jealousy, this feeling of envy. I am sorry. Remove it from my spirit, please. I need to overcome this. Instead, the Corinthian Christians allowed those feelings of envy and jealousy to move toward striving against one another, quarreling. That's words. Those feelings took effect and moved toward words. I'm of Paul. You guys stink. Paul's the best. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Peter. I'm of Christ. And they separated into their corners. Paul says that's sin. You're allowing sin to reign in the body. The mature Christian would seek reconciliation. The mature Christian would say, we need to get over this. We have an issue here that is dividing the body of Christ. We need to fix it. I apologize for my role. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? That's the mature Christian's response. They didn't do that. They moved on to action, which is the actual dividing of themselves. Now, 
The ESV and the NIV do not include the word divisions. In the genuine reading, it's not there, but it is all over the context, you see. It's all over the context. Envying and jealousy, striving and quarreling, and then they divided. They separated into groups. The mature Christian would go to a brother and say, I'm sorry, we need to reconcile. Can we pray together? Paul said at the end of the verse, based on this progression, are you not carnal? Are you not still fleshly? Are you not worldly minded? Don't you just walk as men? Instead of being transformed, Romans 12, they're conforming to the world. And the works of the flesh are evident in the church. Verse 4, for while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, Paul says, examine yourselves and tell me, are you not carnal? Look at verse 5. Who then is Paul. Who is Apollos? Now, I like, instead of who, I like the word what. What is Paul? Because I really like what Paul's doing here. He makes a transition. He's accused them of being fleshly, worldly-minded. That's a, that's a harsh reality to be faced with. But instead of crushing them, he then turns the attention from the church and he turns it not onto himself. He talks about, yeah, they're dividing into groups. I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Peter. But, but he turns their attention not to himself, but his function in the church. What is Paul? What power does Paul have in your salvation? What has Paul done or Apollos done to see you Saved and changed from a natural man to a Christian. Paul says, we are mere ministers. We are lowly servants. We have no great role. We're, let's continue. Look what it says. Verse 5, who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But 
ministers, I think the ESV says servants, by whom you believed, not in whom you believed. The focus is on Christ. The focus is on Christ. You didn't believe in me. We are instruments by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. He's talking about his spiritual gift. God has called me to preach and lay a foundation planting churches. And that's what I'm doing. God has called Apollos to preach and to preach with eloquence. And people should be growing and progressing in their faith. The foundation has been laid. Paul says in verse 6, I planted, I used my gift, Apollos watered, he used his gift, but God gave the increase. God Gave the increase. God saw it through. I used my gift to plant seeds. Apollos used his gift to water seeds. But only God could make it grow. The servant must be faithful in the use of his gifts. The servant must be faithful in the use of his gifts. It's God who does the work. We're simply using the gifts that he has given us. You've taken your spiritual gift survey, many of you. You know where God has blessed you. You know how God has gifted you. Are you faithful in using those gifts? Because every one of those gifts can be used in the body to point others to Jesus Christ. And that is what we want here. That is what we seek. Look at verse 7. Oh, boy. So then, neither is he that planteth anything. Paul says... I'm nothing in this whole process. I'm a nobody in this process. All I did was exercise my gift. Neither he that watereth is anything, but God that giveth the increase. Now you'll notice at the end of verse 6 and the end of verse 7, it ends pretty much the same way. But in verse 7, there is a strong emphasis here. It is God who gets all the credit. Let me pause for just a moment. My wife and I cannot grow a plant to save our lives. Uh, This goes back 30 years. 
probably spring of 1989. We had bought a house in 1988. Spring was coming. We decided uh, uh, Blair found a, a beautiful plant at Homestead Garden. Beautiful, expensive. She said, oh, this is going to look so good in our yard. Okay, let's buy it. We didn't make any money back then, but that's okay. We splurged because we thought we're going to make our yard look nice with this one plant. (laughs) Which died within two months. It was brown and ugly and did... It was horrible. 30 years later, honey, am I right? It's the same thing. Listen, you gift me with a plant. You gift my wife with a plant. Thank you. Pray for that plant. (laughs) Because we have four potted plants in our yard right now. And they're all brown. And dead. And I have no answer. We, We just have no answer. So, we're apparently not faithful enough to keep these things living and alive and thriving. For which I'm Sorry. Uh, so I think I've just confessed to you if you, have, if you, if you really have gifted us a plant, uh, we have killed it. <laughs> Maybe I should have kept that one to myself. I didn't share that in the first service. So Paul says, using the imagery of farming, all I'm doing is using my gifts of planting. Apollos is simply using his gifts of of watering. But it's God who gets all of the glory in all of this. Can I tell you, if any of these plants rise again, God gets all the glory. (laughs) He does. Seriously, we are... We're in the midst of a pastor search. The servant who stands on this stage each Sunday is not our focus. We are not a pastor centered church, we're not a pastor focused church. We are a Christ-centered church. We are seeking a man of God who will point people to Jesus Christ. That's what we're looking for. How he looks isn't important to me. His charisma, well, that's great, but I want someone who can preach the word and will cause a work of the Holy Spirit by God's grace in the room that will change lives. But that's only because he's using his gifts. We're looking for someone who is gifted with the ability to preach and shepherd God's people. But it is God who will receive all of the glory no matter who he is. 
If you are saved under the ministry of a pastor, thank God for that pastor, but praise the Lord because he saved you, not that pastor. He didn't die for you. He was simply an instrument that God used to share the gospel. God did all the work. We just need to be faithful as servants of God. Continuing, look at verse 8. Now, he that planteth, I really like that Paul incorporates this here. Now, he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Uh, I think it's the NIV that may say, have one purpose. I really like uh, the King James. Uh, Now, he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. I'm going to stop there for a minute. Paul says, you, Corinthian church, you're the ones dividing us. You're separating yourselves, Paul's team and Apollos' team, but Paul says, we're on the same team. We are working together to do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. But it's God who will do all the work and who will get all the glory. So he talks about when it comes to faithful service and the use of gifts, Paul says, every man will receive his reward based on his faithfulness. Now let me tell you something. It's not based on his success. It's based on your faithfulness. It is based on your faithfulness in using the gifts God has given you. And God will do the work. It's not based on success. It's based on faithfulness. Got it? You are God's husbandry, it says at the end of verse 9, or God's field. He starts to move from this imagery of farming to an imagery of carpentry. You are God's building according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation. And another buildeth thereon. I'm going to talk about that phrase next week. But let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay. Than that is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation has been laid. In the universal church, the foundation is Jesus Christ. Christ. In your local Grace Church of Waldorf, the foundation here is Jesus Christ. And Paul's going to move now into a discussion about building upon that foundation. How will you build upon it? 
The only way you can do that is through the use of your gifts. It's not going to build itself. God uses people. Responsible believers, obedient believers, who will use their gifts to build upon this foundation and do a work. So let me ask you this. The foundation here is Jesus Christ. What's the foundation of your home? What's the foundation of your life? What do you stand on? Is it solid ground? Jesus Christ and the promises of his word? Or is it on sinking sand, the hymn says? We need to move toward the Lord's Supper this morning. But I'm going to challenge you because this message continues next week. Keep these thoughts in your mind. Uh, as a matter of fact, as, as you're seated with the elements, consider these things in your heart. There are four stations here. Before we get to the service of the elements, the taking of the elements. Would you stay in 1 Corinthians, but turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Look down at verse 23. I don't want this to be simply tagged onto the end of a worship service. This is all part of the service. So looking down at 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks... He broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Jesus Christ is the foundation of, his, of this church. We are a Christ-centered church. Together, we worship him in obedience by remembering his death in this way. Partaking of the bread, partaking of the cup, and remembering his death. Were it not for the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, there would be no foundation laid. 
no foundation. There'd be no church. So we come today remembering the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, thanking him for his grace, thanking him for saving me. You cannot be saved without the death of Jesus Christ. So there are four stations, two in the back, two in the front. You can go to any of them. Take the bread and the cup and go back to your seat. And I simply ask you to pray, reflect, and listen to the song that's going to be playing in just a moment. Uh, You may be familiar with a, a song of invitation called Come to the Table by Sidewalk Prophets. Listen to these words because there's going to be an invitation at the end of this service for you to come to the table if you haven't already done so. If you cannot get up, please raise your hand. We'll make sure someone brings to you the bread and the cup. If you cannot get up, otherwise, after we pray, would you please come? Let's bow our heads. Lord, your grace overwhelms me. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for the death of our Lord Jesus on the cross. Thank you for the hope of heaven and the future, but abundant life here. Oh God, grow us in our faith. Grow us in that process of maturity. We praise you and thank you for your broken body and your shed blood. What an awful day. And yet that day is the reason we gather and worship you. You're alive today. Thank you, Lord. Bless the elements. Bless us now as we reflect Holy Spirit, do a work in Jesus' name. Amen. You may come.